Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. What is going on, beautiful people? Welcome to another episode of The Narcissist Code. I'm your favorite self-aware narcissist, Mr. Lee Hammock, better known as mental illness across all social media platforms. This is your first time seeing my face or hearing my voice. I'm a diagnosed narcissist, and I use my platform on social media to raise awareness for NPD, get more people into therapy, and also validate the victims, survivors, and thrivers of said disorder, said toxic traits and whatnot. Today's episode is going to be about how do narcissists punish you? How does a narcissist punish you? There's a few different ways how narcissistic people punish you. And I know people, y'all know, you, you already know. One of the ways that a narcissist will punish you is by the silent treatment. Literally, you know that the silent treatment is a punishment for whatever, whatever slight or whatever the narcissist has deemed as criticism from you. You know what I mean? Whatever the narcissist, whatever that narcissistic person has deemed as, you know, irre- irreprehensible behavior from you, whatever that narcissistic person has deemed as, you know, lies from you, manipulations from you, whatever, something bad coming from you, the narcissistic person or whatever, who you're dealing with in your life will use that, will use the silent treatment against you. They just will. Some of the narcissists will absolutely use the silent treatment as a way to punish you for something that you might not, look, you might not even know what you've done to the narcissistic person. But they'll punish you by going silent on you. They will. It doesn't matter if you live in the same house as them. It doesn't matter if y'all work together. It doesn't matter if y'all alone. This is a relationship. The silent treatment is used by a lot of narcissists to punish you for perceived indiscretions. It doesn't even have to be a direct indiscretion. It can be something they, that they perceived from you as an indiscretion. It could be something that they perceive that you have done them or you have wronged them a certain type of way. Like if y'all are out to dinner and the waiter looks at you a certain type of way, boom, perceived indiscretion. Or you smile at, or you laugh at one of the waiter's jokes or the bartender's jokes or something like that. Or you catch, they catch you making eye contact with somebody. Perceived criticism, perceived slight. They don't even say, they won't even tell you sometimes. They will let you guess about what you've done. And that right there is a trap, y'all. If the narcissistic person is giving you the silent treatment, don't start listing off what you could have done wrong because then you just give them, you give them more ammunition. You know what I mean? I tell you, well, how do we deal with the silent treatment, Lee? Learn how to enjoy the silence because narcissists understand that communication is a, you know, it's one of the pillars of, of society. You want to communicate. The pillars of the, uh, the foundation, one of the foundations of a healthy relationship is communication, right? And narcissists know that, y'all. Absolutely, 100% with no equivocation, know that. They, would, they really, really do know it. They know it. Like I said, and because they know it, they don't care. They don't care about communicating with you in a certain type of way. They want to make themselves feel better about themselves. You know what I mean? So that's how it goes. That's how when you're dealing with narcissistic people, that's part of it right there. You're going to, you might end up getting tied up and twisted up and twisted and turned around and whatnot. You know? So they'll just like learn how to enjoy the silence because they might not even tell you. And there's no set time duration. There's no set period of time where they might start talking to you again. Yeah, they might be silent on you for months or they might give you minimal communication. Grunt, they might just grunt at you and shake your head yes or no, shake their head yes or no at you. To me, for me, because I'm self-aware and I've been working on myself a lot, I just feel like there's no way to live for y'all. If somebody's gonna, if somebody can spend months, weeks without talking to you, 
for and not tell you what you've done wrong, it might be time to pack your stuff up and dip. And I know everybody's situation is different. Everybody just can't pack your stuff up and dip. But it might be time for you to start trying to make a plan. You know what I mean? But do, if they're giving you the silent treatment, also just go ahead and open your mouth and talk to them. If you have to say something to them, just say it. If you have, if there's a, a scheduling something scheduled, something that you need to schedule that you need to communicate to them, just communicate to them. Just communicate it to them. Yeah, just say it to them. Write it down to them. Leave them a note. Send them a text message. Just make sure that you communicate the stuff that you that you need to communicate to them. Who cares if they communicate back? Just say, hey, look, I have you have to pick the kids up from school today at three p.m. I'm not going to be there. I have to go do this. You have to do this today at 4 p.m. Hey, I'm not going to be here to do this. You need to do this on your own. Hey, just want to let you know this is what's going on. This is where I'll be at at this time. Say what you need to say to them so they can't come back on you later on. Because they well, you should you didn't tell me what was going on. You you should have just told me. You should have told me what was going on. You didn't tell me. So when they, if they do start talking to you again, they have ammunition to get madder at you again. You see what I'm saying? Say what you communicate the things that you need to communicate with. If y'all have kids, or whatever, scheduling conflicts, communicate that stuff to them. Just say it. Say it out loud to them. Or text it to them, put it in writing, leave a note in the refrigerator, whatever you need to do. Just say it. Do it. Do it. Do it. You know. But that's how you need to go. But like I said, just communicate what you need to communicate with because like the, the silent treatment is used to punish you another way is the typical y'all know y'all know the typical stuff right here y'all another way the narcissist punish you is just narcissistic rage y'all give you the old ragey rage ragey poo they just screaming and yelling at you um beating on their chest sometimes they put their hands on you narcissistic rage is one of those inc- one of those times where they snap on you they could snap they could be yelling and screaming at you they could put their hands on you they could be throwing stuff they can be doing a lot of different things to you, y'all. This narcissistic rage is one of the scariest things that a lot of people face. And narcissistic rage, again, the same thing that some narcissists, not all narcissists give you the silent treatment, and not all narcissists will rage out on y'all. Everybody's going to be different. Like I said before in none of my, my videos, narcissists are like little toxic fingerprints. They're all fingerprints, but they're all going to be different. You see what I'm saying? No two toxic fingerprints are going to be the same. Spirit fingers, you know, <laughs> these are just narcissistic spirit fingers. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, the same things that some narcissists or toxic people will, will give you the silent treatment for, others will rage out on you. You know, remember that, that, that example I gave you about the waiter, uh, waitress or whatever, um, saying something to you and you laughing at their jokes. Some narcissists will give you the silent treatment on the way home. Others will scream at you. Speed, go 150 miles per hour on the highway, swerving in the traffic, beating on the steering wheel and stuff like that. Some of them will react differently. They give you different punishments for the same reaction. You know what I mean? And some narcissists can give you silent treatment and rage out on you. Some of them are a combination of both. You know, it's punishment for perceived indiscretions. Punishment for direct in, direct indiscretions. Direct, direct disrespect. You know what I mean? So you have to deal with this this as well. I, I know it's a lot dealing with narcissism. I, I understand it. I get it. Trust me. <laughs> it is a lot. It is, you know, because they can definitely punish you by giving you the, by raging out at you. Another way that a narcissist can punish you is by the smear campaign, y'all. The smear campaign is a good. The smear campaign is a good old is is punishment. Is the smear campaign is punishment for you know whatever you for breaking up with them, for rejecting them, for holding them accountable. And you don't know what the smear campaign is. It's when a narcissistic person just seeks to ruin your reputation by posting stuff about you online, by spreading rumors to your friends and families, by lying to your friends and family, by lying to their friends and family, by lying to your pe- your coworkers, whoever they, whoever will listen, y'all, whoever has a uh, whoever has a, an ear open to the narcissist, 
is going to you can hear is a target for the smear campaign. A stranger walking down the street can be a target for them for their smear campaign. Somebody, you know, it doesn't have to be somebody that they know. They can just start spreading rumors and sharing memes about toxic, toxic parents or whatever, toxic boyfriends, toxic girlfriends. They will start to sully your, your reputation. And a lot of people think that the smear campaign starts after the relationship ends. It starts doing a lot of a lot of smear campaigns start during the relationship. A lot of smear campaigns from narcissists and toxic people start during the actual relationship. They just do. They start during the actual relationship. They like they will start spreading rumors to your friends and families or posting stuff about you online while y'all are still together sometimes, while y'all are still living in the same household. You know, and one reason that they can preemptively smear campaign you is because they found somebody else and they want to have an excuse to move on quickly. They just make it seem like you're a horrible partner. So they just start spreading rumors about you and then they move on and they and people then they they can just say, Oh, look, I told y'all that they were crazy. That's why I had to move on really quickly. You know what I mean? That's how another way they can punish you is a smear campaign. And another way that they can punish you is this the good old discard, y'all. Just getting rid of you in general. You know what I mean? Getting rid of you in general is a one way that narcissists can punish you. You know what I mean? It just it's just another way. They just the discard phase is punishment because they think you've done something wrong to them. You're trying to hold them accountable. You're um you have too many boundaries. Whatever you have going on that makes them discard you. They feel like you lied to them. They feel like you slighted them. Yeah, there's a plethora of reasons that a narcissist can discard you. I'm a, I can do a whole video on that, but there is a plethora of reasons that they can absolutely get rid of you. They can discard you. They can go find somebody else and do a lot of different things because they feel like, you know, you they're done with you. What it like if there, whatever supply or validation that, that narcissist is getting from you, if it runs out, they'll punish you by getting rid of you. Bye. They'll punish you by sleeping with your friend. Bye. Your mom, your dad. They'll punish you by emotionally discarding you, withholding intimacy, withholding affection and things like that. You know, that's, I'm going to talk about that next. But, yeah, they'll discard you. They can, they can definitely discard you right there, y'all. They'll discard you, break up with you, get rid of you, or whatever. You know, just punish you by doing that. And the last way I'm going to to talk about how they can punish you is withholding intimacy and affection, y'all. It's kind of part of the discard phase because this is what I call the emotional discard. This is why why I refer to as the emotional discard, when they emotionally disconnect from you. You mean they start to devalue you. They start to touch you less, give you less affection, give you less love, care or whatever. You know, they start to value you less and you feel it. You experience it. You understand it. You're like, damn, you treat me kind of different right now. What's going on? Nothing's going on. What are you talking about? Rah, 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 rah. You know, they'll jump, down your, they'll jump down your damn throat for accusing them of, of doing something wrong. You know what I mean? They'll hop on you. They'll, they'll do all this different stuff. But like I said, you have to be the one to take it over. You have to be the one to take it over. You know what I mean? But like I said, they will withhold affection. Like you want your cheeks clapped, you go, you gotta go do some self clappage. You know what I mean? <laughs> you want to clap the cheeks? You want to clap their cheeks? You gotta go do some. You gotta go clap yourself. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> you gotta do that type of stuff right there. They, but like I said, they withhold no more hugs, no more kisses, no more intimacy, no more telling you that I love you. They'll withhold that type of affection. Now, when I say intimacy, intimacy is bigger than just you know, just physical. You know, clapping of the cheeks, clapping of the cheeks. That's different. You know what I mean? Intimacy is just touching, kissing. I love you. That type of stuff right there. Emotional intimacy. Not just they don't just withhold physical intimacy. They can withhold emotional intimacy as well. You know what I mean? 
So y'all, let me wrap this list up. If y'all don't know, I'm still in Australia. I just decided to film a couple videos. So I'm sitting here. Think about going to the zoo or something. I don't know, y'all. I don't know, y'all. Anyways, y'all, if y'all haven't already, grab you a self-love journal on Amazon. It's on Amazon right now. Lee Hammock, self-love. I love me. A self-love journal by Lee Hammock on Amazon. Search Lee Hammock self-love on there. The self-love brand is also available as well. You know, so uh, the link is in the description of every video and podcast that I do. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. Like, I'm truly appreciative of y'all. This opportunity I had in um, Sydney, Australia is crazy, you know. But I'm super thankful for everybody. Like and subscribe for more. And as always, mental illness is out. Peace.